South Africa Forex Reserves fall in April and crisis and opportunities in the Egyptian economy. From over 869 cities, 121 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. Many frontier markets have lost market access and continue to face unforgiving funding conditions, fueling concerns about debt distress. Maya Senussi, Senior Middle East Economist with Oxford Economics, talks about the crisis and opportunities in the Egyptian economy. So for Egypt, um, our concern um, continues to center around the weak external position and balance of payments pressures. And it is easy to blame external factors uh, for this, uh, but they have only, um, I mean, they have played a role, but they have only uh, really served to expose pre-existing vulnerabilities, um, including the buildup in external debt, uh, which is now coming due, while um, Egypt's capacity to mobilize foreign uh, liquidity appears weakened. Given these pressures, uh, the IMF has again been called upon the size of the program has underwhelmed, however, and um, unlike in 2016-17 and 2020, um, investors have been uh, cautious to return. This is despite uh, the, you know, the program being in place and also the adjustments that we have seen over the past year, um, which included successive devaluations of the pound, uh, as well as um, significant rate hikes. So the question, um, the you know, is what will it take to to boost uh, credibility and bring um, FX inflows um, in? Um, in our view, uh, what will underscore the the challenge is how substantial the external financing requirements are in the next uh, few years. Uh, we're generally less optimistic uh, than uh, the IMF on most uh, aspects, including the current account deficits, um, potential uh, sources of financing, as well as uh, external debt service. Um, our projections imply a much larger external financing gap than the $17 billion the IMF assumes over the duration of the program. Uh, we see it closer to $20 billion, uh, this year alone um, and reaching uh, $29 billion next year. Uh, at the moment, uh, prospects for renewed conventional bond act, uh, market access are low. FDI flows so far have uh, disappointed and other sources of uh, financing have dried up. Um, and uh, we think 2024 will prove a particular pressure point um, in the context of large um, external debt repayments. Um, that said, uh, we see some reprieve in the near term uh, as the IMF uh, completes its uh, delayed uh, review. It was supposed to take place in mid-March, um, but has been delayed. Um, however, this is uh, contingent on two, uh, on two uh, issues. Um, number one, if we look at uh, the IMF recent comments, um, uh, they are uh, frustrated with the current um, FX policy. Um, so our view assumes that there is another devaluation in order to stamp out the parallel market trade. Um, so about 
15% or so, uh, which is what forward pricing is hinting at at the moment. Uh, but uh, Egypt will need more than just another, you know, one-off devaluation. Uh, we are cautiously optimistic that the authorities will um, live up to their pledge of a more flexible currency regime um, in the coming months uh, as well. Number two, uh, what we're also going to see is some asset sales. Um, Egypt has pinned its hopes on the privatization program to bring in effects, uh, particularly from um, Gulf investors. And overall, um, there are uh, stakes in 32 companies that are up for grabs. Um, there is news of the first of these uh, transactions being close to completion, and uh, and the interest is certainly there as talks um, have continued. Um, perhaps optimistically, we, we think that once uh, the currency uncertainty clears, more of these flows will uh, materialize in uh, the months ahead. Um, so how do we think this will feed into um, Egypt dollar debt performance? Um, uh, the increasing perception of, of risk um, has pushed up uh, Egypt's uh, uh, spreads uh, into markedly distressed levels, um, and they are currently significantly wider than than their its credit peers. The glass uh, half full um, view here is that you know the the authorities loosening their grip on the pound and faster uh, privatization progress should pave the way to the IMF review and fund dispersal, and that should bolster um, market confidence over the next three um, to six months, so there should be uh, some relief. Uh, but uh, the favorable or more supportive near-term uh, dynamics will uh, run into uh, the medium-term financing risk that we, that we keep flagging, and, uh, and therefore um, we think that this pressure will likely reoccur. Quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Uganda shilling opened the week trading at 3715-3725 levels. Some pockets of corporate and interbank demand were seen during the session and led the unit to weaken marginally to close the day at 3725-3735 levels. Markets were liquid during Monday's session with overnight yields at averages of 10.52%. Bank of Uganda mopped up 365 billion shillings through a three-day repo. Bank of Uganda is scheduled to hold a 185 billion treasury bill auction on Wednesday, 10th, May 2023. Foreign exchange reserves in South Africa declined to $61.72 billion in April of 2023 from $61.851 billion in the previous month. Net foreign reserves increased to $55.37 billion from $55.229 billion. Gold reserves rose to $8 billion from $7.98 billion. And special drawing rights increased to $6.36 billion from $3.35 billion. Meanwhile, the forward position, which represents the central bank's unsettled or swap transactions, fell to $0.54 billion from $0.55 billion in the previous month. And a quick trip around Africa. Zimbabwe is launching gold-backed digital tokens as President Emerson Naganga's government struggles to prop up the Southern Africa's nation's inflation-wracked 
currency months before elections. The Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe said the tokens could expand the value-preserving instruments available in the economy, a reference to a sharp drop in the value of the Zimbabwe dollar. But the planned launch throws a spotlight on another round of currency chaos driven by the ruling ZANU-PF purchase use of money printing ahead of elections this summer. The Zimbabwe dollar has lost more than half of its value since the end of last year to reach about 2200 against a US dollar in the country's power market compared to the official rate of 1000 Zimbabwe dollars that is derived from the foreign exchange auctions to importers. Now Harris is betting on the success of the digital investment, hoping that its backing with gold will damp price pressures in a country that has suffered regular rounds of hyperinflation. The launch on Monday follows the issuance last July of physical gold coins as store of value. Kenya is proposing new taxes targeting the digital economy in a bid to grow domestic revenues and narrow its fiscal deficit in response to the ongoing cash crunch. The East African country plans to charge a 3% tax on the transfer or exchange value of digital assets while content creators will pay 15% on online earnings up from 5% withholding income tax. If the proposals in the finance bill are ratified, the taxes will take effect in the coming budget year, which begins July 1st. Cryptocurrency exchanges like Binance and Yellowcard or persons facilitating exchange or transfer of digital assets are expected to withhold the tax deductions and forward them to the country's tax authority within 24 hours. The exchanges must have a first register with the tax authority in order to remit such deductions. Kenya defines digital assets as anything of value that is not tangible and cryptocurrencies, token code, number held in digital form and generated through cryptographic means or otherwise by whatever name called providing a digital representation of value exchanged with or without consideration that can be transferred, stored or exchanged electronically. Currently, the Kenyan government does not recognize crypto as legal tender and has in the past sternly warned that they are unregulated and highly speculative and volatile, which puts them at a great risk of losing value. The government has also variously asserted that it cannot offer any protection in the event that crypto exchanges go bust, as was recently witnessed with FTX. However, over the last few months, Kenya has softened its stance on crypto, proposing to work on a legal framework for crypto assets as it moves to tap the growing cryptocurrency adoption. Kenya is ranked second in Africa and 19th globally after Nigeria in terms of crypto adoption and fifth globally in terms of peer-to-peer exchange trade volume, according to the 2022 Chainalysis Report. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at Withadong.